Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome in. I am Dylan Lund. And I am Colton Sorensen. And this is the Watering Hole Football Podcast. We are back. We're back. How you how are how are how are you doing? I am better. So we did take a bit of a break, um, approximately a month, and uh, it is because at work uh, I had an accident in which uh, I was smashed in between two vehicles, and I hurt my leg pretty bad, tore some muscles up, and uh, I my leg popped. I... Uh, I had a hole in the front of my leg from the pressure inside that literally just split my leg open. So like a balloon. Yeah, it popped like a balloon. And uh legs aren't supposed to do that from what I understand. No, not a really doctor, not. but and uh it probably would have been a little bit less time to recover, but uh when I left the hospital I was not given antibiotics and so I got a quite a large infection. And if anybody knows about that infections are not good and so we had to fight that a little bit but uh again not a doctor but i hear yeah you know not ideal so i have recently just got back to walking really and uh i got quite a bit of muscle damage in the leg so i won't be running any marathons anytime soon but uh i don't think i was gonna be anyway so but yeah, we're we're back. It's it's been a while, but uh I'm ready for it. Yeah, and then um you know, I for me, and this is just as bad as his leg exploding. <laughs> um you know, I think I got kind of burnt out on football. And to be honest, and this is this is kind of depressing and sad, but like after the Vikings lost in the playoffs, like it just kind of took the all the air out of the whole season. And I wasn't, I wasn't even really super stoked for like the Super Bowl, which it doesn't normally, it doesn't matter what teams are playing. Like I'm still like, you know, kind of pumped for the Super Bowl. I didn't really care. I don't know. It was just like, and, and, and I'm also a guy who like during the season, um, usually every single day, there's like a new episode of various different podcasts about football that I listen to. And I can tell you, I've not even listened to like a recap of the Super Bowl show. Like since, since before the Super Bowl, I have not listened to anything. So I don't know. I just kind of like burnt out about it. Like it just, it, it, I don't know. It was really deflating uh, just kind of the way I felt about football for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we do focus a ton on football during the season because we would like to bring a good show every week and we don't get paid for this it's it's <laughs> kind of hard to find motivation sometimes to come and try to record talk about stuff when we were maybe kind of burnt out so at the end of the season it kind of takes a toll and we usually have a lull in the summer but i think we started that a little early yeah we we got started on that one a little early this year but Hopefully that just means that we're ready for the draft coming up. I think we're both 
going to the Vikings watch party. As long as they have one, uh, tickets haven't been sent out, sent out yet, but I went to it last year and it was a lot of fun. You get to be on the field. Um, you know, Paul Allen and Ben Lieber and all those guys were like up on a stage. Uh, they had a different side. They had a stage with like different, you know, radio or TV people talking or whatever. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I got a picture with KJ Osborne. Yeah, so we're, a good, good we're hoping that uh, we can use my injury as sort of a make-a-wish and kind of get a meet-and-greet with some of the players, but we'll <laughs> see how that goes when we get there. But, uh, yeah, we're we're back, and we're just going to kind of do a smaller show to get back into things. Um, we're just going to kind of go through the NFC North and what the teams are shaping up like at this point before the draft because once the draft happens, you kind of have a really good idea of what what's happening with teams. So we just kind of wanted to get started and look at where teams might be going. And, yeah, we're just going to start it off short and get back into it. Yeah, so um, this one is just going to kind of be like how we feel the NFC North has really done their offseason so far. Like we're not going to do really any kind of like news stuff other than like just kind of what these specific teams have done. Yep. And starting with the Chicago Bears, obviously the most active They've had the most cap space. They've had they've they've done the most, and I think the biggest thing is they they traded out of the number one pick. Yep. Um, I think I actually don't have the uh, exact terms in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they got so the ninth overall pick this year. I think they got a one next year. Yep. I think they got an extra second this year. Yes. And then they also got wide receiver DJ Moore. Yep. And. Solid haul. I feel like I feel like it's pretty good. Um, I I like DJ Moore as a player. I still feel like they kind of have a about two or three number two receivers. Yeah. Um, which I think you can make that work as long as you spread it around pretty well. That says a lot coming from you because you really do like DJ Moore. I do, and I don't know why. And I'm not a DJ Moore guy. I never quite have been. I think for me, it's mostly been because of fantasy. Like I've had him yeah. in fantasy. Like I, he's yeah. he's a he's a good player. Yeah, he puts up numbers. But um, you know he he's not quite like your you know alpha number one kind of receiver. Yeah. And but I I also don't think it's a bad um group when you when you look at the whole of it when your top three guys are dj moore dardell mooney and uh chase claypool yeah as long as you can get chase claypool to like kind of do some stuff well tell him to be the big dude that he is right and then you have two good route runners and mooney and Moore, and claypool can be that kind of go get it guy it's a good balance of types of players yeah you, they really need Claypool to be the guy that he was his rookie season. Yeah. His rookie season, he was so good. What, Mapletron or yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. They need that. Yeah. Uh, their other big acquisition was signing linebacker Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year deal. Both of us are a little confused on this one. Yeah. Because you had Roquan Smith, who, if I'm not mistaken, signed a similar deal to this. I think it was a little bit more than this. I think hit. So this one is four years, 72. And I think Roquan was 75. Yeah. Like, I think there were 80. It was, it was pretty comparable. Yeah. It's not far off. And in our opinion, Roquan is a better player. Yeah. So 
I'm not sure why you let Roquan go unless he didn't want to be there. So and, and I'm hoping that's what it was. Otherwise, this move doesn't make a ton of sense. Maybe they they like the fit of Tremaine Edmonds better. I think he's a was he a better athlete than Roquan? Uh, no, or? Roquan's a better athlete. Um, Tremaine Edmonds is bigger. He's long, and Roquan's kind of that smaller uh, cover space guy. Okay. So maybe they're looking for just a longer, <coughs> a longer athlete in the middle. Yeah. Well, it know. and it because so during the season they traded Roquan for a second round pick, and that second round pick ended up being like, um, I think it was number thirty four or something like that. All said and done, but then also in season they traded that pick to get chase claypool so like when i first thought about the tremaine edmonds sign i'm like well okay so they did get a second rounder and tremaine edmonds instead of just roquan and not the second rounder but then i remember i I literally just remember that they traded that second rounder for chase claypool so like i don't see unless they they see like a significant like skill difference or like their skill set difference between them it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me no i don't see a ton of difference i think roquan is a better player in my opinion i don't think they're that far off i don't think so either i think linebacker is it's kind of one of those positions that unless you are a true dominant player they're all kind of similar yeah so i i don't know it is a lot of money for a linebacker but they do have a lot of money so Right. I just, I don't know. It just feels a little weird. Uh, they also signed, uh, I think he's an edge rusher, TJ Edwards, or is he an actual linebacker? He's a linebacker. So he's he was for... Um, he played for Philly. Yeah, Philly. He was kind of their second linebacker back there. He just kind of, he covers ground too. I feel like it's... he's Probably a, a good pair. He's a good second linebacker. Like, he gets a lot of tackles, eats up a lot of space. He's a good player, and... The deal is pretty good on him, I think. So, and that's three years, nineteen and a half million. Um, also, Nate Davis is a guard that they got from Tennessee. Uh, three years, thirty million. He they need offensive line help, so I don't think any offensive lineman that they get is a bad deal. Yeah, I don't know. I I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of uh, NFL Twitter. You know, kind of going nuts off. Oh, the Bears are like, you know, winning this free agency and winning all this stuff. And I mean, I don't see it. I They're not there yet. To be fair, they may have added the most players, but they were also one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. Yeah, they got the number one pick for a reason. Yeah, they, they have a long way to go. It's not like just adding all of these free agency players picks are going to make a massive difference like some of the other guys that you got demarcus walker two years seven million he's a depth guy travis homer running back two years four and a half million depth guy andrew billings defensive tackle one year three and a half depth guy you got a backup quarterback in pj walker that's a good signing you have a guy that plays a similar style Obviously not the same style as Justin Fields, but similar. Yeah. Robert Tunyon, one year, 2.6. Now, see, that one to me is the weirdest 
Because yeah. don't they already have 24 tight ends? They do. It's just another depth guy. They really like tight ends. Then they got Deontay Foreman, another running back, one year, three million, another depth guy. They're just building out depth on their roster with most of these moves. Is, is that going to make a huge difference? It might. I mean, maybe eventually, but I, I don't know. Is I, it going to right now? Probably not. Definitely not. So I don't know. It they They have the most work to be done. So yeah, they're going to be making a bunch of moves. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, I you know, they they're definitely rebuilding. They're definitely trying to get stuff, but uh yeah. It it's still going to take a couple years. I think that they should shoot for trying to be average this year. Yeah. If you can be average, you know you're going in the right direction. And I think that that's going to be a big deal for them. They're not they're going to be fighting over Green Bay. For that third position in the division, I think. Probably. That's kind of where I have them, too. Uh, All right, so moving on to the Lions. Uh, They were kind of the other team in the division that was making some splashes. Um, Everybody has crowned them NFC North champions already, going to the playoffs, and some say Super Bowl. I am one of the people that believes that they will win the NFC North this year. I just think that they last year they started moving. They started going in the right direction. They have solid talent. It was just kind of a matter of getting everybody to do the thing that they needed to do. So here's the thing. Okay, we, we can go through the, the notable guys in a second. But the thing about the Lions is, and I know this isn't the right way to think about it, and it's just kind of like the weird, like, you know, old school like just kind of kind of bullshit stuff but like they haven't that is their coach though but they it's haven't learned bullshit right stuff. and and what i what i mean by this is the old trope of like oh you got to learn how to win you know you got to learn how to win and if you haven't like it takes time to actually learn how to finish out games and how to get these wins and yes they were better at it at the end of the season but there's still a team that got blanked by the Patriots. And they got fucking, like, they got walked all over. It was like 33 to nothing. Yeah, they they were not a solid team for the first half of the year. They picked it up towards the end. They were the hottest team in the NFL towards the end of the season, almost made the playoffs. I don't think we're looking at a 14-win team here like some people are talking about. Yeah, dude, people are crowning them as fucking NFC champs already. Like, I think they're probably going to be one of the teams that you win 10 games or you win nine games and squeak out a division win against the Vikings who win eight games or something like that. It's They're not going to be a powerhouse in the league, but the NFC North is kind of a weak division this year, so they have an opportunity to take advantage of it, in my opinion. And I think they got better than the Bears in free agency. I think they added more... Impactful, impactful pieces yeah yeah so and and the biggest places they went was the defense which yeah. absolutely was you know the bane of their existence yeah they uh, could score they just let others score too right so i mean one of the best games of the year i thought was it was the lions versus seattle in like week two or three it was like 45 to 42 or something like that yeah it was great wild. great game but like yeah. your defense is letting you down uh, but yeah, so they um, they signed defense alignment Isaiah Bugs. Uh, was that a re-sign? Or um, I don't think so. 
I think he was some he was with the Steelers, I think, but he did play for them at one point in the past. Yeah. Uh Roll Tide. They went real heavy at the corner position. As um, as they should. As they should have. Uh they got Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, and CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah. And all those guys are just like solid above average ish guys. Yeah. They're, and that's they're all guys that you can count on to play the position. And, you know, I, I don't know what Jeff Okuda is going to be. I don't know what they, if they think they know what Jeff Okuda is going to be. They hope he's going to be They good. hope he's going to be good. But um, they also got uh, Will Harris. I don't know Will Harris. Uh, he's kind of, he's a depth guy. Yeah. Kind of plays, he plays safety, nickel, a little bit of corner, but. Uh, they did re-sign Alex Anzalone, who did play really well for them last year. Uh, so they they really revamped on the defensive side, and you know that could be, you know those could be enough to, you know have them. I th- I think they're going to be the team that you know the Vikings fight with for the division lead, but I don't. I still have. I still have doubts because it is still the Lions. They're like there is so, there is so much history baked into the terribleness of the lions and i think it takes more than a half a season to kind of like really get out all those demons you know what i mean that's fair in my opinion this feels like a different team and that's that's why i have belief in them sure but you do have a point like they had matthew stafford and they couldn't win games right well they could win games just Some, not sometimes. just not enough yeah, just not at the right times. And I I don't think Jared Goff is bad, but I would I'd probably take Kirk Cousins over Jared Goff. I I don't think that's like, a huge argument there you know, with like, most people. <laughs> I think they're closer than some people would want to think, but probably. I do think Cousins is probably better. Yeah. So and then so their weirdest signing to me, hundred yep. percent, is David Montgomery. They gave him three years, eighteen million, which, to be honest, seems not a bad contract. That's a pretty good contract. The only problem is, so in doing that, they let Jamal Williams go, who was, I would, I would guess, the most liked person on their team from like all the teammates, coaches, whatever. Like, well, I think he might be one of the most liked players in, in the, the league. NFL. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah. Uh, so they lost Jamal Williams and they still have DeAndre Swift, which man, he, he has so much talent and can't quite fit it together. Yeah. He, he kind of seems like one of those guys that may go down as just okay in the league view. And he has the talent to be really, really good. Right. And it's a little disappointing, but you have that sometimes. But yeah, I I just think the uh, the David Montgomery signing is just a little weird. Like I don't think they needed it. Uh, you know that's that's like cap and money that you didn't yeah. really need to spend on a running back. I think Jamal Williams fit really well in that backfield, and you're hoping that David Montgomery does, but it's not for sure. But also, like David Montgomery is like a he's a bell cow guy. C- can be. I I think I think that's what he is assuming his role is going to or his role should be because that's that's kind of who he was in Chicago. I don't think that's who he'll be. I think it'll be split. I think it'll be pretty close to 50-50. I 
I don't think that's the kind of guy that like Montgomery is though. You kind of hope that if you're the the Lions, you hope that that kind of sets a fire under him, and when he gets the ball, he runs real hard. Right, right. It might not work. Like yeah, that, like I, so. I view him very similar to like a Josh Jacobs, where like that's yeah. kind of like they're they're the big pounding dude that you need to give it to him twenty five times, and they're gonna eventually you're gonna wear down the opponent. Yeah, you're gonna eventually go from three yards a carry to six. Yeah, six seven yards a carry when yeah. they're tired. Yep. But I don't know. I over overall, they're doing great. Like I, I think they're doing a really good job. I just think uh, people need to pump the brakes on the, the hype train of of the Lions. Show I, show me first. They're not ready for the Super Bowl, but I I think they have a pretty good chance to win the division. They can, but show me. I'm not saying they can't. They're gonna try. They're gonna try. They're gonna bite some kneecaps off. <laughs> I love Dan Campbell. I think I everybody loves Dan get Campbell. Enough of Dan Campbell. Can we that, have a Can we have a Lions Hard Knocks every year? Yes. <laughs> I, Dan Campbell would probably be on board for it. I, f- for me, Dan Campbell is the perfect. Like you see his emotion, all the time. Like he always wears his heart on his sleeve, and he is Dan Campbell. He is no one else, and he does not apologize for it. And I think that's what. Jamal Williams was too. Yeah. And that's why he's so likable is he's, he is Jamal Williams. And if you don't like it, who cares? He's Jamal Williams. Right. And it, it just fits so well. Those two in the hard knocks was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to move on to the Packers? <sighs> Packers traded Aaron Rodgers to the jets. They didn't. Hmm? The deal isn't done, but they did. Okay, now here, okay. Because Aaron Aaron Rodgers will not be playing for the Packers. Are we going to get into this discussion, like the Aaron Rodgers thing? We can. Because if I'm... I'm... It's the only thing interesting about the Packers. Let's let's cover the Packers here quick. Okay. They signed no one. That's it. That's it. (laughs) The the Packers are who the Packers are. They lost a couple guys in... um, Wide receiver, we were just talking about Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard, who cares? Um, they're a team that should be better on defense than what they were, dude. They're gonna be bad this year, and their offense wasn't really doing great with Aaron Rodgers in there. And we'll get into the Aaron Rodgers talk, but I don't, he's not gonna be there this year. No, absolutely so, not. Jordan Love, good luck, pal. Yeah, pretty much. Although it was really funny, I've seen uh, a bunch of different like mock drafts. Like, oh, gotta get Jordan Love some weapons in the first round. Like trading <laughs> up to get a, an extra first round pick and get a couple of wide receivers. And I was like, that's the fucking reason why Rodgers wanted to leave in the first place. But now that he's gone, oh, they now they're gonna now they it. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I am so fucking sick and tired of hearing about fucking Aaron Rodgers. And- you're not even trying to digest football at this point. Like, like if you listen to football podcasts, there there is so much Aaron Rodgers shit going so on much. right now. And none of it means anything. No. So he does, you know, he's going to go on his Pat McAfee and he's going to say, you know, say all of his cryptic stuff and he's going to get the media talking about him. And then he's going to say that, oh, the media are the enemy or they're like the, you know, the media is making him the villain and all this fucking bullshit. He's just an asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. He said that he's not going to, 
He's not going to take too long with his decision. He's going to go in the dark hole and just like <laughs> shit in a bucket for a week or whatever. And once he's done shitting in a bucket for a week in the dark, he's going to come out and figure out what he wants to do. Well, no, he's going to come out and know whether he wants to compete is what he said. I, I don't care what he said. He said he wasn't going to take very long. Like he wasn't going to drag it out like he did last year. So when the legal tampering, you know, started and literally zero words from Aaron Rodgers, you're holding two franchises hostage because he was linked to the Jets from the fucking jump. Well, he was probably holding more than the two franchises hostage because I'm sure others reached out to him and were like, hey, if you want to play football, we would also love to have you play for our team. And he's like, well, I'm not sure if I want to play football. But at the same time, like the Jets and the Packers did not do a fucking thing with anything. Nothing. Because they didn't know. Correct. Like, that domino has to fall before they do anything. Well, it, the Packers still can't do anything. They can't because his, his all of his money is tied up in them. Yes. So, like... <laughs> he, <laughs> and then the after the, the couple days of the legal tampering and everything is happening, all the people are signing everywhere, deals are happening, all this shit. Then he's like, okay, I have an announcement. On the Pat McAfee show. Yep. So then like three days later, he goes on the Pat McAfee show and was like, well, see, I don't like how it was framed that like I was this guy that was like holding up the whole process. Like I told them on Friday that like (laughs) I intended to play for the Jets. And I'll get into that in a second too. You're mad at the framing when you literally did the thing that you're mad about. Like I just, if fucking, this guy is such an asshole. (laughs) And he, then, and then he is hold on. the anti-human of the NFL, hundred percent. And then, when he says, "I intend to play for the Jets," mm-hmm. that's not. I can't take him at his word that that's what he's going to do because he's such an asshole. You know, like when he said he was immunized or whatever. He's using specific language to like not commit to anything. Yeah. So if he. Just because he intends to doesn't mean he's going to. Well, the, the, he has no control over it. The biggest fucking power move at this point is for him to just be like, all right, I'm retired then. Yeah. And then both franchises are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the, the Jets aren't because they have Zach Wilson and he's the chosen one. They're still fucked. But like <laughs> the whole thing just, God, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. Such an asshole. Also, super funny. Just quick aside from all that, uh, but still about Rogers. So, like, you know, he said that the media and Big Pharma specifically uh, want wanted to make him the villain because, like, he was against a vaccine or whatever stupid bullshit it was. Um, if he plays for the Jets, their owner is literally, like, heir to the fucking Johnson & Johnson fortune <laughs> or some shit. Like, hey, didn't they have a vaccine? They did. <laughs> Oh my god, the the irony is just yeah, it's this ridiculous. fucking narcissistic asshole. Holy shit! But he gets away with it, right? Because and he it's will me- continue, dude. To get away it's with media it. fucking coverage out mm-hmm. the ass with this. Yeah, there he's keeping the lights on for ESPN. Hundred percent. Oh so. my god, it's remember when uh, like LeBron was trying to decide where he was going to go in free agency, or whatever, and yeah. there was like LeBron watch. Yeah, it's I'm literally my talents to South Beach. It's literally Rogers' watch. 
I've seen it. I've seen the banner. That's what they're fucking calling it. I'm yeah. I'm so fucking done with it. I hate that guy so much. He's such an asshole. Okay. I hope he does the Brett Favre thing and sucks in New York. Not comes to the Vikings, though. I don't want him on the Vikings. <laughs> like, if he makes it here, we've done something wrong. Yeah, that's true. We've repeated the process, and it's too much. But, yeah, the Packers will be bad. But in my opinion, they won't be bad enough to get a real high draft pick. I think they'll win six or seven games. Yeah, they're going to be towards the bottom, but they won't be the bottom. And that is going to be the worst case scenario. I think it'll still be like a top five pick. And what's going to happen is they're going to have like, well, top five to seven, I think. Five to eight. They're going to be in that kind of range. And would next year be the year that they have to pick up Jordan Love's fifth year? Yeah, probably. I I think it is. So then they're going to have to try to decide, ooh, this one year of Jordan Love, was it enough to, or do we want, or are we going to be bad enough again to take a quarterback high? It's going to, they're, they've fucked themselves. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's really amusing to watch. Yeah. And I can't wait for them to be like really bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I would not mind going to the Packers game this year when they play the Vikings in Minnesota. <laughs> Lose 43 to 6. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Um, On to the team that we love so dearly. God, why do we do this? <laughs> it's the Minnesota Vikings. Um, First of all, we lost a lot of players this year. A lot of guys on defense that were old. Their contracts were too big. They had to go. Yep. Uh, I think part of the business, but it's probably for the better. So this is the kind of thing that uh, new GM comes in. I think this is really where Questy is getting his kind of clean slate. Like, yeah. so Kendrick's gone. gone. Uh, Harrison somehow stayed. So here is how I think this went: is Harrison was called into the office, and Quasi was sitting there going, "Hey, we can't afford you." I'm sorry, you're going to have to move on. And Harrison's like, well, I'm not going to be playing much longer. So I'm going to take a big cut because I don't want to have to move my house and stuff like that if I retire after next year. So I'll just take a massive pay cut and I'll be back in the backfield. Yeah. And Quasey's like, yeah, sure, we can do that. Yeah, and he's still playing well. That's the thing about Harrison. Yeah. Um, Who else do we lose? Uh, Well, Sidarius... Probably. We haven't lost him yet, but he's not sounding like he... He already said a a public goodbye. Yeah, he wants (laughs) to be traded, but also reports have come out that the Minnesota Vikings don't intend on trading him. So I'm not sure how that one's going to work out, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, the big one was uh, Adam Thielen being cut. Everybody's pissed about it. My best friend is gone. Um, I now have to buy a new jersey which shouldn't be that hard because I didn't fit in my last one anyway. So, <laughs> Are you, Oh, you're going to buy a Panthers jersey then? I mean, I might. They're, they're black jerseys. That, it's sick. Yeah, they're sick. Good. I wouldn't mind having a Panthers jersey hanging Good up in the podcast room here. But yeah, I think, I think that's strange because he said in his letter that he wanted to play for the Panthers because he believed that they had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And... I, it's not often that a rookie comes in and wins a Super Bowl. 
no, I, I get that. Uh, so he did sign a three-year deal with them, and we'll yeah. we'll get to that in a in a later episode and stuff. We can talk more about his decision and. But he had to go. He was making too much money. Yep. Yep. And yep. Hopefully, it works out for him because Adam Thielen has been nothing but a a real good guy. Dude, he's and... a he's a Minnesota folk hero. Like yeah. he... he's he's truly been the story in minnesota the minnesotan like that is that is who he is he he was the joe mauer after joe mauer retired pretty much good luck to him um we got some new guys coming in we got well one more uh we lost pat pete oh yeah pat pete he was fine he was all right he's all right i don't think he was terrible don't think he was great uh we don't have any depth at corner though Uh, that that is that is the biggest problem we don't have any depth at corner so we lost Pat Pete, but we got his replacement from um, Arizona. So the guy that replaced him in Arizona is also replacing him in Minnesota. From what I did see, though, um, he did ask uh, Patrick Peterson how things were in Minnesota and if it was a good place to sign. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, this place is great." Yeah, I, I don't see why. Patrick Peterson would be mad at him or at all, or mad at the Vikings. I right. don't think it ended poorly there. I think it just kind of was one of those. It was things a it was a business deal. We didn't have enough money to give him what he wanted. So, uh, but we got Byron Murphy, two years, twenty two million. Not a bad contract. He's he's a solid player. Um, the PFF grade is not great for last year. So Vikings fans naturally are upset that we got him. Right. But he is a solid player. I don't see why he's an issue. Um, we re-signed Garrett Bradbury. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things it's kind where of a, you kind of need a center. Was he the best option out there? Pop, probably. Probably, to be honest. Uh, unless you're really good. If you don't go into the draft with a guy like with like a guy you you can be confident with, then you're like hard-pressed to get one in the draft. Yeah. And I think it's it's probably best to, you know, not have that need in the first place. Yeah. So I, I get it. It's not like we gave him a ton of money either. He got three years, $15 million. Um, it, it's he's not, about $5 million a year. It's not, not bad. He's not bad. I think he was much closer to average last year. Yeah, he, which, he did do a lot better last year. Which I think at that at this point... Our tackles are really good. Yep. If they're healthy. Yep. Our guard play needs work. Uh, right guard specifically. Yep. And Bradbury, I don't think, is your biggest issue on the line. So bringing him back for that deal is not terrible. It's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe four or five years ago when, like, our left tackle was, like, Riley Reef, And you're like, eh, I don't really like that. But, I mean, I guess it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same type of thing. Yeah. You'd rather have him than just some dude right. that can also snap a football. Right. So, yeah. Uh, sign Nick Mullins again. Two years, $4 million. Yep. He is a competent backup who can throw a football better than Sean Mannion. So, yeah. I'm much happier with him in the back uh, behind Kirk Cousins than Sean Mannion or Kyle Sloter or. I don't even remember who are Sean Hill back in the day. Like, oh my God. we've never had good backup quarterbacks. So, hey, he, he seems to be competent. And we also signed Josh Oliver, tight end, three years, $21 million. He's been more of a blocking tight end throughout his career. 
And I think he probably takes up the spot of uh, Munt. Yeah, Johnny Munt. Yeah, so I don't know. Seems like an overpay, but yeah. also we we don't really know. He's still young. So. Se- $7 million a year for a backup tight end, even though we have Hawkinson, who is going to need a contract. Did he have a – did we sign him? No. I think we're waiting for probably is it JJ. Is this, this next year? Yeah, so him and JJ are on the same timeline kind of. Okay. Because we already picked up Hawkinson's fifth year option. Oh, okay. So he'll and, be on his fifth year. Yes. And JJ will be on his fourth. Yes. So, so next year we need a lot of money. We need a lot of room. Which we have been clearing. Right. And Kirk Cousins has cleared some money this year. And it looks like there's going to be dead space next year for him. No matter if there's an extension or not. Right. So it kind of is looking like Kirk will not be back next year because of that situation. And that kind of leads me, this is my big idea for the Vikings. I feel like Quasey is getting ready to make a move on a quarterback in the draft. It's either going to be a move on the quarterback in the draft, or he's going to try to sign somebody or trade for somebody. Like, I feel like there is something coming. The Vikings are going to try to find their quarterback of the future. Yeah, and I feel like... so. Okay, so we have been a pretty pretty big supporter of mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. We are we are that... We're know, on that side of the Vikings' Twitter. It, you know, label us a Kirk Crusader, whatever the fuck Phil Mackey wants to call us, whatever. He's a fucking idiot. But... Um, Taking shots. <laughs> because of fucking more. He's just a troll at this point. He's arguing for the sake of arguing. Yeah. Um, all I've ever wanted with, uh, Kirk leaving or, um, being traded or any, anything that has to do with the quarterback, I want a plan. Yeah. So if we come in, um, and we have a plan where we get a guy, you know, maybe might be a little bit of a reach at 23 and get like a Hendon hooker. Mm-hmm. Or if they make that really big move to go and get a guy that they want, like, I'm fine with that. If you want to mortgage, you want to mortgage the next couple first round picks to go up into the top five and get like your dude. Mm-hmm. You know what? Go and do that. I'm fine with it. Yeah. The thing that I don't want is what literally the rest of, you know, all the Kirk haters, uh, all that they all that they want is Kirk gone at all cost. Yeah. And like, there's no nuance that goes into that kind of mindset. There's no like you know, realistic look at it. It's just, I don't like that guy. Get him the fuck off my team. And I am so sick of having this fucking conversation every time he throws a fucking check down. Yep. Which I've said it before. Kirk is so good at being technically correct on every play. And that's not always the flashiest thing. And that's not always the best thing. Or like, you know, sometimes you got to like go out of template or whatever to like, you got to fucking do something, make a play. But that's just who he is. I would rather, and to be honest, I would rather have the stability and essentially out-execute people than, you know, have a guy that's going to throw, you know, 25 interceptions because he can't read a defense as well. Or like, you know, some random fucking dude. I don't want Nick Mullins as my starter. And I don't know. I just, I'm done having this, like the conversation that, 
they the fucking stupid people keep having. For our sake, for the argument of it, to make Vikings fans happy, I think we need, if we're going to get a new quarterback, it needs to be a new style quarterback. It needs yep. to be a guy that is mobile, can play outside the framework of the game, has tools. He needs to be a toolsy guy. If he fails, then guess what? The fans are going to be happy that we had we tried. Oh, no, they're not. Are you kidding me? Come on They're, they're going to argue and say that the Vikings are terrible at drafting quarterbacks, which we, which we are. But I think it's easier to argue for a quarterback after that because we've tried it. Sure. We've never, except Joe Webb, which... <laughs> It wasn't even, come on now. <laughs> he was that kind of guy. He was toolsy, all right? Except, like, we've we've never had that type of quarterback that plays outside the framework of the game. 100%. And if, well, okay, if we're we, going to we trade. We did, and it, and it was Fran Tarkington. Back in the day. Back in the fucking day. Be- before I was born, Fran Tarkington was there. Before the, for- before the forward pass was really a thing. <laughs> Fran Tarkington was the all-time leader in passing yards at one point in the NFL. Yeah. For like 10 seasons. Yeah. He held that spot. That that man revolutionized the game. Right. But uh yeah, I think we need one of those guys cuz then then Vikings fans aren't going to be sitting there going We've never had a mobile quarterback. We've never, sure. Why we always got to have Kirk Cousins? I, so to me, it, it just seems like the right thing to do if you're going to go up and get a guy. So, yeah. But so here's the thing that that I've I've decided. Um, the only way the Vikings fans are going to be happy, all of them, right? Trade for Patrick. Mahomes. Now this is everybody being happy. Trade for Patrick is Mahomes. they want Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. but they want to pay him about. 15 to 20 million a year because they don't want a quarterback to take up too much money. Well, they want a Patrick Mahomes on his rookie contract. Right. And then only ever on his rookie contract because you can't pay him because then that takes up too much money and you can't put anybody around him. The quarterback shouldn't be arguing for money because if they want to win, they should take as little money as possible so that you can build the team around him. Give give your wide receivers fifty million dollars, right? But the quarterback takes ten. No, million. see, you know what? We might as well just trade Jefferson at this point while he's still got value, and we didn't pay him yet, dude. I have seen that I've way lit- too much. I've literally seen that. It's fucking unreal. I will say it on this podcast I, for all the world to hear. All the three all th- people, th- all that three listen, people that listen. Um, if the Vikings don't secure Justin Jefferson, I'm out. I'm. I can't be a fan. I'm of the fucking team. out, man. I am off of the team. I cannot be a fan. I cannot watch another superstar s- just go. I can't watch another wide receiver leave like Randy Moss. I just can't. I. I will no longer be a Vikings fan, and th- it's gonna hurt if it happens. But I can't do it. I can't put myself through this every year. So fuck, man. Who do you even go to after that? No one. You just be you, done you'll with be, football. You'll be Rob Lowe in the NFL hat. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm probably going to be a Chargers fan. Like that's yeah, my that's, second team. That's hey, they they got a good they got they got a good quarterback. They got a good quarterback. They they do currently kinda have one of my favorite running backs in Austin Eckler. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. I mean, he's still <laughs> he's currently there. All right. Um. Yeah, it, it's probably the Chargers, but 
I mean, at that point, I'm probably just a college football fan. I don't know. Alabama's still probably going to be okay at that point. Gophers are still gophers, but... Yeah, I the Vikings have to secure JJ, and if they don't, I'm done. Can't do it. Yeah, and this year specifically, I I'm I'm hopeful to try to get like a clearer picture of what they're going to do for the future at the quarterback position. If they don't do it this year, like this off season, I'm still not going to be mad. It's just going to be a little more pressing, and I think it'll be a little tougher to kind of figure things out. I think this is the year, if you're if you're wanting to trade up and get a quarterback, this is the year that you're going to call a team in the top five on the phone and go, hey, this is Quasi for the Vikings. I'd like to trade you this, this, and this. And they go, what? All right. Thinking, not thinking that the Vikings would be the one calling them on the phone. And this is going to be your chance to surprise them when next year, if you know, Kirk's not coming back. Right. Then every, everybody knows. Come. Yeah. Then they have all the leverage. Yeah. I, you know what? I think I've said this on the show at least a couple times. I just want my team to be fun mm-hmm. and I want them to make fun moves. Well, we were more fun last year. I think the offense was more fun. It was yeah. more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, In my opinion, you cannot look at J.J. in the eyes and say, hey, we want to keep you here long term without having a planet quarterback. Right. So I think that's why this year is probably, in my opinion, the best year to do it. But Yeah, but that's it. Uh, That's it for this one. We killed it. We're back. We are. If the show sucked, it's blame it on brain damage. I don't know. We we're we're out of practice, so we might be back next week. Maybe in two weeks. Who knows? I don't. Yeah, I prob probably next week. I don't know. Sure. I think what we want to do for the next couple of shows is I think we're gonna take a look at uh, the AFC and the NFC and just kind of like get a bird's eye view of how we think things are shaping out. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have some clearer pictures on some certain asshole players if they're gonna play or not. Yeah. And that, that is kind of a big domino, which I fucking hate because I can't fucking stand it. Goddamn, Aaron Rodgers keeps fucking coming up. <laughs> this definitely is going to have an explicit tag on it. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to... The plan is to kind of do what we did today, but more a broader view yep. of everything. So Yep. Yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. If you want to find us on the internets, we got stuffs. Uh, we got a Facebook page. It's uh, Watering Hole Football. Uh, we got a Twitter. Uh, it's at Football Hole, or you can look up Watering Hole Football. Then we got an email if you want to send us a message. Tell us how much we suck at WateringHoleFootball at gmail dot com. That's for you, Phil Mackey. Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks. For oh no, listening. he's he's gonna tweet it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to start tweeting at him, I think. We got to stir the pot a little bit. If I do personally, but I don't think that really does anything. Nah, we got to, we got to, first of all, send this to your friends so we get a bigger following. And then when we tweet at Phil Mackey, we can actually start a fight. Um, but at this point, it's not, it's not even worth it. He's just a fucking troll. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't actually have any positions. Like he doesn't believe in anything. He believes in arguments. Right, that's not a belief in anything. He's going to keep doing it.
All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.